I'm just going to say first, if you are here for a serious podcast of actual play Dungeons and Dragons with a DM who knows what he's doing and a players that are also likewise, well, this is not the podcast for you, because I mean, if you didn't figure it out from the title of the podcast, well, anyway, my name is Joe Conquest, but you can call me DM Quest. And I just want to let you know that none of us have any idea what we are doing. That's just the way it's going to be. It's filled with shenanigans. We're just a group of friends who decided to get together and listen to a few other D&D podcasts and start playing. We had a few sessions before we we decided to ultimately start recording so that we could share shenanigans that happened during our sessions with anyone who wants to listen. This episode here is a proper introduction to the podcast that is called I Swear I Thought She Was Level 18. And I'll have a little bit of info on the party and a short recap, actually it's pretty long, and a part of what the party had been doing before we decided to start recording our shenanigans. On a side note, before I start with the boring recap, is that we will try to post a new episode quickly, but with our schedules, there's no set schedule to when we will be up. They will be up. But, um, just want to let you know, there's no set schedule to this, so we'll get them out when we can. But you will be able to find these podcasts on platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Podcast, Radio Public, and Anchor FM. Okay, so now to catch you, the listeners, up to speed. Okay, so some info about the party. I'm first going to let the part the players introduce their own characters. I am Gar. I am playing a human rogue swashbuckler named Steve T. Pirate. He is a handsome, eccentric, crazy, ruthless pirate. Maybe who, gay. Yeah. No, he's not just, gay. Just a touch of gay in there. He's... His background is from from the uh, world we play in now. He's dressed in all kinds of fancy colors. He f- And he fancies himself a ladies' man and a man's man and a Everything else, man. As a whole. Yeah. It's really all about Steve. Steve T's known world around as a local partier who enjoys substances (laughs) of all kinds. (laughs) And doesn't trust his hat. (laughs) Not one bit. I'm Joey. I play a female fallen Asimar monk. Her name's Lena. Her backstory, her uh, parents discovered she was a fallen Asimar earlier in her life, dropped her off in orphanage because they wanted absolutely none of that shit. And uh, while she was there, she was catching all kinds of hell from the other kids. And then there was this, uh, this monk that worked there and just hung out with him and taught her all those monastic traditions. And uh, she uh, she fancied the uh, the way of the long death, so when she had enough, the one day she just killed them all in their sleep, and they just kind of took off. And she she lived in the street until she got found by our fantastical drunken captain, Jim Morrison. <laughs> uh, drum, I play a human fighter. Uh, his background, he comes from a brutal land where there's just a bunch of usurping of earls and uh what's his name 
His name's Ragnar, and uh, he found Jim Morrison on a little voyage. He picked me up. Now we're here. All right, picks things up and he puts them down. <laughs> He's got to have Steve's back at every bar. <laughs> hey, this is Rich. I play Fang, Black Panther, Tabaxi Assassination Rogue. Also referred to as Captain Marvel. Also, also referred to as Captain Marvel quite often. There's um, some similarities, including the hair. I was raised by an assassination guild. I'm on, now on the run from that same guild. Joined these band of losers trying to keep a low profile. <laughs> by being a superhero. By being a superhero, <laughs> running around killing shit. I am Dulo. I am lizard folk. I am ranger. I eat meat. You are meat. At the beginning of our gameplay, the party works for a trading company called the Fleet Foot Company, run by the halfling Rodrigo O'Malley. And they currently are assigned to the ship called the Door, helmed by none other than Captain Jim Morrison. Well, the party's main function is pretty much, they serve as mercenaries, they guard the ship while they're out to sea, and they're kind of known as retrieval experts. They're starting, they're getting new in the game, they're pretty famous local area in Knightstown. Because they go in and retrieve magical items from places that no one else would want to go. And they're willing to go and they want to take on the more dangerous jobs. So this has kind of left the party with some, uh, they got a decent lifestyle, decent amount of money. Until things beyond their control turns their world upside down. Okay, so now on to the uh, short but not so short recap. Of what the party had done before we started recording. Um, we started off with the party coming back from a job. as a, And they are on the sea. And they had a small run in with some Sahaguins. Which might be pronounced wrong. I don't know. Don't really care. Because I'm just going to pronounce the Sahaguins. I'll probably pronounce it different every time I say it. Which they defeated with no issue. And then they proceeded to head home to Knightstown and get paid. And then... They figured, since so they just got back from the open sea, they said, we want to have a little fun. And they went down to the local <laughs> drinking hole. They went down to the local drinking hole and had and entered into the con drinking contest that they normally win, where they made their best attempt <laughs> to... They entered the local drinking contest where they, ma you know, they made their best attempt. They had won it. They were the defending champs. They made their best attempt to defend it, but... They were unable to. They couldn't hold down, and it they came up just short. Or they threw up their their chances. The next morning, they got the call. They had another job to do. But Steve T is not there at the meeting. They were told by an aide that the aide found Steve T lying naked in a pile of bodies on his bed and would answer to no call. But the party couldn't wait for him, and they went along and decided to do the job themselves. So, the party will head out, leaving their drunken comrade, passed out friend, and to make some money on their own. The party sails for Sledo to head to the Grenwall Mountains to investigate a cave that had recently been discovered after a rock slide. When the party gets close to the shore, they get attacked by some young chuls that fight for a little bit, the party does some damage to them, and then the trolls run away. The party gets to the shore where they spot some bandits near the cave opening. Which they also defeated with relative ease. 
And these all these and they noticed with all these bandits that they all had mustaches. The party then went into the cave where they fought some mysterious cave dwelling creatures called Dark Mantles. And they made eventually made their way to a room with a chest, four suits of armor surrounding the chest, and a bearded devil. The bearded devil thought the party was another group. And when they when he said the other group's boss name, he said another name. Lead informed them that they were not the party, to where the bearded devil then attacked the party, mainly Lena, and the party proceeded to defeat the bearded devil. After the defeat, the party finds an interesting tattoo on the bearded devil, which Fang made a copy of for, for, for further investigation at a later time. Now with the four suits of armor around the chest, the party was deciding on what to do with it, and what would happen with the armor when the party grabbed the chest. Well, while the party was making the decision, Lena, tired of the bickering and the no action being taken, just grabs the chest and runs away. This caused all suits, four suits of armor to spring to life and wanting to take chase after Lena. The party then attacks the armor, destroys it, while Lena is just continuing to run was able to get to the exit of the cave before the rest of the party was able to catch up. The party then returned to the ship, the door, and they sailed back to Knightstown. While they were sailing back to the Knightstown, the party was able to unlock the chest where they found a smaller chest and a torn piece of map that had some words written on it. Fang made a copy of the map and the words that were on the back of the map and attempted to open the smaller chest, but was unable to. When they got back to Knightstown, they met back up with Steve T, who tells the party what happened while he was gone. While they were gone, he says it was crazy, which hashtag future one shot. DM'd by none other than Steve T. Their boss Rodrigo O'Malley tells the party that he has another job for them while he, he find, while these finds are being investigated party is to take some wolf oak wood to Logaton that the Dwarven King has a, and the Dwarven King also has a request for the party. Well, on the way, the party helps a village that is being attacked by some gnolls and goblins. The party helps the village, defeats the gnolls and goblins, and is given some magic beans and being told they are always welcome at this village and is always free bed and board and drinks whenever they are there. And the magic beans that they are given also as a reward. Steve T is very delighted about it and he wants to plant one. The party makes it to Loganton where they deliver the cargo. Steve T is then approached by a dwarven woman who he doesn't remember. But he's able to talk his way into his good graces even if some of the party had other ideas. We come to find out that King has a gentleman that knows candy. Mainly with his friend Steve T. But he also needs help from the party in finding his son in the newly discovered caves of the Underdark. The party heads out, but they're joined by a weird halfling that none of the party members can stand. One, because he's very rude to the party, constantly calls Fang Kitty. Name of this, half this halfling's name is Dildo Shaggins. Well, the party makes their way through the Underdark, trying to think of ways to leave Dildo Shaggins behind. 
but they're unable to as he's always able to find them. The party is, eventually finds the trail after finding a battle, the rudiments of a battle that between dwarfs and Duergard. The party find, continues along with the trail where they find the outposts where they believe the Duergard might be holding the dwarves at. Fang and Lena sneak up, take out the guards at the, at the tower, and help the rest of the party get into the the outpost. They defeat some more Duergard, free the prince, who then, after taking a gem that the party had found at the battle, remnants of the battle scene, on, on a necklace, he summons an earth elemental, which continues to destroy the rest of the outpost. The party then makes it back to Loganton, where they are praised and threw some haggling and a nat 20. Party was rewarded with dwarven weapons and dwarven armor. The party then heads back to Knightstown after a long night of drinking and partying with the king, where they learn that the smaller chest is an object that is now being taken to the church for put under the protection of the church. While the party prepares to leave the next day, Steve T. decides he wants to plant a magic bean, which then summons a boulette. Probably not pronouncing that right either. But the rest of the, but the rest of the party is at a bar, so they have no idea this is going on until it's summoned and it starts chasing Steve T. and attacking him. The party then goes outside to see what the ruckus is. The Bullet has molly whopped Steve T and he's laying on the ground unconscious to where the party then defeats the Bullet, resurrects Steve T, tells him he's an idiot, takes all magic beans away from him, tells him he's not allowed to touch him. Steve T is very upset about this. The party then escorts the smaller chest to the ship to be taken to St. Donatus where the main church is located. While they are sailing, they are attacked by a young kraken. The party was able to fight off this young kraken and made it flee. And while they were repairing the ship, they are attacked by a pirate ship owned by Captain Johannes, a very much rival of the party. And a little bit of a rival, definitely a rival towards Steve T, who has a long history with her. The party defeats these pirates where they find Telamon imprisoned by the pirates. If only that was the end of the recap and you happen to listen to my voice for this long because I don't think I could. So we had no idea what so we'd have no idea what we're doing and didn't realize that the last part that we were recording was not recording. So here I'm going to tell you what happened in the cave and after and lead up to this current session that you will listen to next. The party finds a tomb through the caves that's filled with a bunch of whites, which with some difficulty, the party was able to defeat them. They made their way past the wall of force with the wheel that had a bunch of numbers on it that Steve T just kept spinning, which kept bringing up forth more undead for the party to fight. It wasn't until eventually a party member decided to throw a rock into the open space and damage the wall of force and bringing it down. 
The party then made it to the main chamber where a wraith attacks the party as soon as the doors open. The party defeats the wraith and with a killing blow the tomb starts to crumble. The party escapes out the tumble, the tunnel, but before their new friend, before they could, their new friend Gank was able to get out. He is lost to the falling rocks. The party attempts to uncover him, but they are unable to. They head back to Johannes to let her know what has happened and that her problem of undead coming out is pretty much should be over. And before she's able to reveal what a, what a, anything about Telemon, Jim Morrison comes to the party and says it's time to go and tells the party we're heading to Petrolia. Which is where we will pick up on the next episode of I Swear I Thought She Was Level 18. But first, I'd like to thank any of you who are still listening to at this point because it's probably about a good 10-15 minutes of me just, me just talking. I don't know anybody who wants to listen to me just talk. But if you're still here, thank you for listening. And I hope you catch the next episode of I Swear I Thought She Was Level 18.